0: Welcome to the Making Our Way podcast, where we are here to talk about navigating life in an unfamiliar and often complex world. So my name is Chaz, and I am one of your co-hosts, and I am joined, uh, as always, by my co-host, Lane. Lane, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I got my second cup of coffee, so I'm ready to go. Yes, much needed, I think, this morning. In today's episode, we're going to talk about hope, and this is going to be part of a series, sort of looking at the season of Advent, which means waiting, and and yeah, and so we're this is going to be part of a, a four part series. So, Lane, why don't you tell them what the what our what the rest of them are going to be after hope? We're going
1: to be looking at peace, and then joy, and then love. Those are sort of the things that we look at on the the four Sundays uh, before Christmas in the Advent season. So, I think it's kind of cool that we're going to be talking today about the first
0: week, which is hope. you know one of the things we talked about in the waiting episode was about how um this idea of advent is this sort of light that's emerging you know that is this sort of like you start in darkness right and and this sort of light emerges and I think that's one of the themes that we're going to want to sort of look at uh, look at throughout this season is is as we sort of move like what is this What is this thing that's getting brighter? Right. And I think it begins with hope. Like we have to start by sort of seeing that light in the dim distance, right? Which is that symbol of lighting candles to dispel the darkness. Yeah. So that's our episode today. And before we get into that, uh, we're going to start out with our our opening segment, which is called uh, What's Spinning Your Compass? And in this segment, we talk about uh, what's standing out to us in life right now. Something that's exciting, something that could be disorienting, uh, something you found meaning in, uh, any, anything that's just spinning your compass. And this week, uh, we've got Lane leading us off on that. So, Lane, what's been in your compass?
1: Well, this morning, I saw something very exciting and hopeful. Um, 13, are 13 days till the election? Sounds about right. And um, the Today Show featured... The two candidates running for governor in the state of Utah, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who's a Republican, and Chris Peterson, who is a Democrat. And guess what they have been doing? They are running ads where they stand together and they are promoting civility. They say, we can disagree without hating each other. That's, <laughs> that's such a breath of fresh air these days. Uh, and they really seem like they have... Uh, a friendship and even though they disagree on the issues they have made a pledge to continue this kind of discussion during the campaign and um they were talking about on today's show how refreshing this is in the midst of all these
0: terrible ads that we see um all the time <laughs> yes that's the one thing i wish we could just opt out of, like once you vote i wish they just automatically all went away <laughs> yes, yes that would be nice yes but that is that is pretty that is pretty awesome. It's, it's 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 funny that it's like hard to even imagine. Yeah, like that seems like such an impossible thing these days. Is is unfortunate, but that is. That is hopeful, and they so. seemed happy. That's good. They, they wouldn't seem like they were forcing it, like yeah. right. Yeah. So that's what's spinning my compass. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. So that's gonna uh, that's gonna get us in to our main segment on hope, which I have. Uh, this is my topic this week. Uh, so I've pulled together some thoughts about uh, some thoughts about hope that we're gonna sort of share here and uh, and see if we can um, see what we get out of it. So the first. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about in regards to hope was hope versus despair and, uh, which is, you know, really exciting to kick off right and talk about, but it was uh, in doing some sort of research for this podcast, I was looking up, uh, or for this episode, I was looking up just the, the sort of rates of, um, people struggling with mental health issues or people struggling with depression and despair can sound like this, this sort of over um, really big daunting word. And um, you know, technically uh, actually I actually had to, I looked up the definition cause I wasn't exactly sure like what is the dictionary definition of despair and it is, is the complete loss or absence of hope. Uh, so I found that really interesting that even like the dictionary definition connected it to this idea of hope and and so it got me thinking about like in, in a world where we do have all of these rising uh, you know, rising stresses, rising anxieties, rising all of this stuff. Despair seems to be sort of at a, at a higher point amongst most people now than, than ever, or we seem to easily fall into despair quicker. You know, I've, that's one of the things I've noticed about myself in this is like, it's, it seems to, it seems to like, it seems to be like a roller coaster, like, the highs seem higher and the lows seem lower. But um, but so yeah, so so if hope is if hope is this somehow to help us with despair, you know, what is that, what does that look like? And I, I want to start out with this quote. And it's from uh this is actually a quote from uh, a book on the ancient unity of the Moravian church. And it says, uh, it is hope that allows us to keep watch through the night in the darkest times. It is hope that keeps us working for a better tomorrow in the midst of chaos, fear, and distress. And I don't know, what's your, what's your first hit on that quote, Lane? I, I absolutely love the first part um, that allows
1: us to keep watch through the night. Um, and, you know, you think about your own sense of anxiety and stress. It, it seems like the nighttime is often the worst time. Um when you concentrate on these things and you feel a sense of if you could feel a sense of despair, you would probably feel it then. Mm-hmm. And I like that that we have to keep watch even in those times because somehow, you know, God is with us in
0: that to give us hope. Yeah, and I, I, I like the the one of the things I liked in that quote was the was the sort of uh was the it talks about night and it talks about tomorrow Mm -hmm. and it gives a temporality to the chaos, fear and distress. Right. Uh, which is something that I think is, is harder in our world today. It seems like it's, it seems like there are, there are times where that seems to be the dominating thing Mm -hmm. and it's not going to change. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is this idea that there is, uh, there's a tomorrow and, and hope is one of the things that gets us through that. It's, uh, and I, I appreciated that. And then, you know, and, when Craig Atwood says
1: in this quote, "It's hope that keeps us working."
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So that that hope is not just passive, right? But we're working for something that is to come in the midst of all the chaos and fear and distress.
0: That's just such an yeah, important I, reminder to me. Yeah. Think uh, think that that's that there is there is this thing called hope, and we're gonna. I, I think in, in, as we move forward, we'll talk about more specifically what we mean by hope, because I think this is, this kind of hope that this quote, that that this quote is talking about is a certain kind, it's a certain kind of hope. It's not a, it's not just, it's not just some sort of pie in the sky optimism, like everything's going to be fine, like just bury your head in the sand, but this does require us to do something. It requires some kind of work. And, and that's, and that's what, and that's what led me to the the second thing I want to talk about with hope, which is hope versus optimism and really like what's the difference between hope and optimism. And for me, like optimism is this, the idea that like, just everything's going to, like, it's all going to be fine. We don't have to think about it. It's all going to get up, be okay. But somehow I think hope is, hope is different than that. Um, hope is something that, that that, that requires some kind of action. So what do you, what do you think about that lane?
1: I sort of go back and forth. I think, I think there is a, there is a part of hope that says, I, I go back to that quote from Julian of Norwich, all will be well, all will be well, all manner of things will be well. And I think there's a part of hope that reminds us that we don't have to be in control. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to, take care of everything and that there is that God will ultimately take care of things. But there's also a part of hope that I think moves us beyond optimism where we have to participate in the process of bringing hope uh, that we can't sit back and say, well, you know, everything's going to be fine. So I'm not going to do anything. Um, And that's where I think, you know, hope, moves us or tries to move us.
0: Yeah, and that's and this, this is where I, I pulled a quote from Jürgen Moltmann's book Theology of Hope, which is an excellent, excellent book. This is why faith wherever it develops into hope causes not rest but unrest not patience but impatience it does not calm the unquiet heart but is itself this unquiet heart in man and that is a rather sort of dense and bready quote <laughs> that's how I often like to define quotes sometimes. But what I what I really so maybe let's just sort of unpack it a little bit. Uh and so here like there is this idea that that like it's talking about faith and hope together. And it says where you know faith when it develops into into hope doesn't cause rest. It doesn't cause patience. It doesn't cause calm. It rather causes unrest, impatience and an unquieted heart. And that really that's that to me really showed that difference between hope and optimism, because if 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 we are going to have hope, it requires us to look at the world and look at what's going on with a sense of like we need to do something about this, um, and the hope is in in our ability to work together to work as to overcome whatever is dividing us, um, or, um, you know, whatever is alienating us and, and work together for something. And this is, this often requires not a sort of quietism, but it requires some kind of awakening, some kind of, some, some kind of movement. It reminds me a little
1: bit of what Martin Luther King said in his letter from a Birmingham jail when he's writing to the clergy. And he says, you know, you've, you've told us, for years, to just sit back and wait and to be patient and that justice will come in time and this will all be over. And he says, but we're tired of, <laughs> we're tired. We're, and so in that sense, that hope that he tried to explain was not just resting, that it's going to get better, but we've got to do something. Because the hope brings about unrest because it's not right what's happening and we've got to change it.
0: Yeah, and I think that, and that's the way I think hope, like in the, I love that example because I think it speaks well to how we can sort of, when we twist the word hope, we can use it as a way to sort of um, continue to to sort of put people down or, or or push people back down to say like, no, you just have to, you just have to wait or it, it's going to eventually come. Um, but we, f- we have to like, it's, it's vitally important that we think about hope tied to how we act in the world um, and how we choose. And it's almost like in some ways, hope is that fuel. Like hope is the fuel that keeps us going back into a world that was, it seems to be bringing despair. It seems to be showing us that, the, the same problems keep arising. We're never going to get out of this. You know, there's no, you know, it's this almost this sense of. Um, the hamster wheel. Yeah. Or, and it can lead to this sense of just abandonment of just like apathy or, um, you know, just this sense of like, I, you know, cynicism and apathy. And I don't want them just going to, just going to check out completely. But in some ways, like hope is that fuel that keeps us going in that. And I think the Martin Luther King is a great example. The of civil any sort of like major sustained fight, for justice, like has to have hope at its at its core because it you can't you can't engage in that without it you can't keep going it will you will end up in despair um, if you don't have that sense of um, we're going to push for something and we're going to be grounded in making making changes in the world and I think
1: I like the way you have referred to it as fuel. And when you go back to the first thing you talked about with hope versus despair, I think one of the problems right now is that people are having trouble even finding that fuel Mm. because of the rates of depression and anxiety, particularly among teenagers, and why mental health professionals are saying that the demand for antidepressants and for therapy has increased. I don't... I can't remember the percentages, but it's really very high. And that's why those things are so important to help us get to the point where we can find the fuel again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, those are
0: tools to help us find the fuel of hope. It's, it's hard, too, because I think we a lot of times we don't have and this is true, not just in sort of our our political world, but I think it's also true in in some spheres of our like religious world as well. Is we don't we often don't have leaders that turn to hope, you know. We have leaders that turn to sort of like how does this advance what you know a certain cause or how does this advance an uh, advance a certain perspective. Uh, but I think there's something about hope that requires uh, a disinvestment of the personal, like of of of. And there's a there's sort of a there's an interesting relationship between power and hope because. There is, you, you can't, you can't really serve both like self-interested power and like a, a hope for a better future at the same time. Like those things seem to be mutually exclusive to me. Uh, And I think that to me is a big tell on sort of where, where someone's coming from in terms of like, what, what are they in this for? Are are you in this to? are we in this sort of fight or this struggle um, can we embrace this struggle of life uh, with a sense of hope? You know that there's something on the horizon, right? And I think that's what you know in our in our Christian experience
1: that the life that Christ lived was a life of hope, <laughs> and He not only lived and taught hope, but He was a, His whole life was a product of hope in a sense
0: when you talk about that, I think of going back to, uh, the, you know, Mary's song in the beginning of Luke, you know, and there is this, it has this sort of like this stinging bite to it that is very, very hopeful. But at the same time, it is very, very, uh, very, very political in the sense of it requires change in the world. It requires, it's not a hope. That's like, everything's going to be fine but I hope it's like, no, this is, this is what needs to change in order to increase human flourishing. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's something I don't think we, I don't know. That, that doesn't seem to be a trajectory for us a lot these days is what is, what leads to human flourishing. Um, and that that's regardless of belief or faith They're like that. And that to me is like the, like a fun, a foundational thing of like just democracy, right? Like it's, it's connected to human flourishing uh, and and that democracy, in and of itself, is a hope, right? Because it's it's never something you attain. It's never something you arrive at. Um, I keep getting this image of uh, just like a like a ship, right? Like just a ship trying to find its way. And but there's there's either you know there's there's something navigating this with so a star or light. there's something out there that's going to uh, that's going to orient. And, and I think that has to be some hope in some way. you know our response uh when we our responsive hope doesn't drive us from the world to wait it doesn't drive us to like wait and be taken up into the clouds uh, but true uh, true hope drives us into the world and in this sense like hope is a call like hope is hope is something that is is something that we hear and that we have to re- and and we have to respond to it's a call to act um, and it's not it's not this easy sort of like false comfort, but like hope uh, there's risk involved. And, and that, which is, which is a little bit counterintuitive when you think of it, like against despair, because like you think of just dis- like, you think of risk. I don't know. I think of risk sometimes is maybe this is because I'm just risk averse, but like you, you think of it as something like something negative could happen, you know, and how does that help someone in a sense of despair? Um, but one of the things I think it's, it's so daunting about, being in a moment of despair is it's not so much that, that things that negative things are going to happen is that you don't see that anything can happen. At least for me, when I've had the, the, the moments I would describe as the, the most um, despair, like I was afraid of something happening, but more just this daunting weight that nothing its the, almost like this nothingness that is very heavy. And this is where I, I think that this is how I think hope combats that because hope is hope requires some sort of risky action beyond, beyond ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It has it and it, it forces us to get out of that. Uh, of of it sees ourselves as part of something bigger, um, and part of something connected to other um, to other people in in some kind of advancement. And I think we need that as as humans. Um, so this quote is from uh, a book called The Divine. Divine Magician by uh, Peter Rollins. And it's kind of a two parter. So I'm going to sort of start part of the quote and then I'm going to go and we'll finish it in a second. So it says, Embracing the world can help us appreciate hope's truly risky and subversive nature. Religious conceptions of hope approach it as something safe and secure, as a hope in something that will come to pass and thus does not require our active involvement. It is a hope that encourages passivity, a hope that allows us to accept our current conditions and belief that something better is is galloping over the horizon. Uh, and so that, I mean, that kind of gets a little bit at what I was talking about. And what do you think about that that notion that he, he's sort of calling us a religious hope? Um, how, would you, how would you take that, Lane? I think if you really um, look at our understanding
1: of hope in the Christian context— I don't think hope is passive at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's very active. I think maybe some interpretations have been, okay, um, you know, we have the the hope of life beyond this life. Yes, absolutely. But that's not all that hope is about. Hope is about abundant and everlasting life here. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to help make that happen for everyone so they have abundant life and a, a good life?
0: So it requires active involvement. You mentioned sort of the there is this there is this sort of hope for the future and, and, and eternity. Why do you think that for so many people becomes the sole focus?
1: Well, <laughs> I think it's sometimes easier to let that be the sole focus because then maybe we don't have to do as much. Mm. You know, we can say well. Um, it's all going to be taken care of. Um, I'm going to have this life after this life. I don't really have to worry about things here. And to me, that's, that's not at all what what Christ said to us. He said, you know, you got to be involved in the world. you got to uh, care for the poor. You've got to care about issues of injustice. You've got to love people. You've got to, you've got to be there for them. And you've got to help bring hope yeah. <laughs> to other people.
0: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Like, I like that. Uh, because I think there is, I think that's one of the slips of sort of like, um, the difference between like religion and faith too, Mm -hmm. is I think it's easy to slip. Like religion can easily be something that sort of provides that glossy coat, sort of like going back to Moltmann's quote at the beginning, you know, that if, if it's a hope connected to a faith, then it's going to require this movement into the world. But if it's a hope that is sort of a pure sort of religious only hope, which that can come in form, not just Christian forms, but I mean, there's plenty of secular forms of religious hope too. You know, Um, I think of like, I think of technology being a big one. You know, so I think a lot of times there are people like we think that you know, the world, well, technology will just save us, right. That eventually somebody will figure out something and, and technology is going to be the thing to t- you know, take away all the suffering or to, t- you know, it'll, it'll solve all of our problems for us. Almost like this sort of like technological or computerized heaven. Uh, and I, I find that can be just as dangerous as, um, you know, only resigning yourself to a, to a life after this one. Um, because I think you're, you're sort of losing the power, uh, the power of hope. And I think what, one of the things that I think like scripture or particularly like Paul in Romans, so Paul in Romans, I think gives us this really interesting framework for hope. Uh, cause in a couple of different points in Romans four, he said, he talks about hoping against hope, which is a strange phrase, right? Like it's a weird phrase. Thing to say. And then in Romans 8, he continues talking about hope. And he says that now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what is seen. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And that's interesting because here he's saying we can't hope for something that's here. Like we have to hope for something It's not here. And I don't, and I think, I I don't think this is, is, is sort of saying what we were just sort of critiquing a minute ago where it's like, you know, all you got to do is wait around for some, you know, some earthly or some, some heavenly afterlife and everything's going to be fine. And there's, we don't do anything in this world, but I think what Paul here is getting at is we have to, we have to hope for futures that we don't see in this world, like things that we would say are impossible things that we don't think are possible in this world, that the only way we make them happen is through hope. Uh, you know, things like, you know, if you were to tell any, any major movement in, in history, like people would have said that was impossible before it happened. You know, any movement towards sort of justice or emancipation in the world, like somebody would have said at some point, no, that's impossible. You can't do that. And it took someone saying, no, I'm going to hope for something that's not seen.
1: Or, or think about it in your own personal life. The things that maybe you want to change about yourself. You make some small strides. You work at it. And there's a part of patience in that as you're waiting for something new to emerge, which is hope. You know, it's a, it's a, like change. We can say, you know, the world's not ever going to change. Well, if you take that attitude, it's not going to change. Right. But even the small things we do help us, I think, to wait with patience because we, we're moving somewhere. Mm -hmm. We're going
0: somewhere. Yeah. I like, I like that you bring, you brought it back to the, to the personal, because I think my tendency is to, is to bring it to the grandiose But (laughs) you're a theologian. I know it's what I, it's what I do. Um, but I, but I like that because that, that same concept ring for me rings true. Like, I think there are so many things that in our, in our own personal lives, whether it's, uh, like a, like a personal struggle or whether it's just something you want to like improve about yourself. Those things I have told myself plenty of times that those things are impossible or that something is impossible. Now granted, there are some things that are impossible, like don't like jump off a building thinking you're going to fly. Like there are some things that are impossible. But I think the those the, the things that are that feel like we, that, that seem to hold us back or hold us down that 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 lead to that despair that we were talking about earlier um is connected to this impossibility. And I think hope is the for hope to exist, then like the impossible has to be overcome either in personal or in, in large things. Or like when the, um,
1: the angel says to Mary with God, all things are possible. Well, God is hope. So, you know, if we have that, that in us, then we've got the, the strength or the stamina to keep hoping and patience. And I, I love what Peter, uh, Rollins says in this, this next quote you've given, uh, it is hope that makes demands on us Mm. that calls out to us and that asks us to put our weight behind it. I love that. Mm. Put our weight behind it. Yeah. What, how do you, what do you, how do you take that? That it's that whole thing we've been talking about this morning about engagement, um, that we've got to be a part of bringing hope about. It's a hope that tells us we can make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. That we can transform society and enact justice, but only if we put our effort into it. And yeah. that's where if we have you know our uh, the hope that comes from our faith that can enable us to engage in the world mm-hmm. and to put our mm-hmm. effort into making hope possible for ourselves and others.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also like, it's a reminder to me sort of like what, one of the reasons that, that I think we wanted to do this podcast too, was like, we believe that, that going through life with other people and digging into those struggles with other people is the best way to, to engage in this world, to, to live, like to find, to find meaning and fulfillment and purpose and to, and to, you know, deal with the estrangement and alienation that we all seem to be feeling. And what I love about that, that quote that you just read was that we can, we can do this when we put our effort into it, but we have like, there's a sense of it. We have to do it together. You know, that it has to be, we need, we need other people in this journey with us uh, because that's also, I think ultimately, you know, we find hope in others. Cause when you're, you know, when I'm lacking in hope,
1: your presence can give me hope. And vice versa. That's, that's how we support each other in the journey, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that, and I think that's such an important piece for, for, I think everything that we're going to end up talking about is that like, you know, there is this, we need this sense of building communities, whatever they look like, whether they're, I mean, nothing's in person these days, but like whether they're, you know, with people around a table or whether they're, you know, people across the country or whether they're like on whatever that community looks like, we need people with that shared, with some sense of shared hope together. Um, Because it's, you know, like you said, we, that hope is when that light becomes weaker in one person, it becomes stronger in another. Uh, And we see ourselves as part of the, part of the same goal, part of the same vision. And I think that's why trying to build different types
1: of communities during this time is so important because if you are alone and you're isolated, it's hard to find hope because you don't have other people there to remind you of the hope that's in you.
0: Yeah. And I think if we turn to the our means of connection, which is either like, you know, cable news or social media, like those are like, you're not going to find a lot of, like you're going to have to really work hard to find that hope in, the, in yes, those places. Absolutely. Because it's, it's bombarding you with, it, because unfortunately, like negativity and despair market a lot better Exactly, <laughs> than positivity than, than does. <laughs> positivity and hope. <laughs> uh, you can sell a lot more ads on <laughs> on despair, unfortunately, yes. or showing people like what's wrong in their life and this, and here's this magic thing that can fix it. Right. Uh, and then we buy the magic thing and be like, oh yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work at all. Um, because what we that hope is not, it's not something that is bought and sold in transactions, right? It's something that is, that is found in other people. Uh, So, so yeah. And this, and this is so the, one of the last points that I wanted to close with on hope uh, was another, this is so this is the tail end of that, of that Peter Rollins quote that you read. uh, And it says to hope is to plant our efforts in a field of risk. It involves committing ourselves to the idea that better is possible, and opening ourselves up to the very possibility of disappointment. And I think that's the important reality too, is that's what keeps it, to me, that's what keeps it out of the realm of optimism only, in that whenever we take that step, it is always a risk. Uh, It is always a risk that it's going to not go the way we want it to, or that it's going to fail. and part of the hope is taking the step. It's taking, it's taking the step and saying, despite the odds, this is what needs to happen. Um, or this is what I'm committed to, uh, that I'm committed to an idea of a better possible, like a better possible future. And there's
1: go ahead. No, you can go ahead. And knowing that you may fall down Mm -hmm. and you may fail when you take that
0: risk, but hope says get up again Yeah. Try something else. Cause if we didn't have, if we didn't have that in our own life, if we didn't have that, we would never get to a place to where hope becomes enacted in the world. Um, Because there are so many things that are going to come at us Um, and it won't always be pretty. It won't always be nice, but this is where this is, this is to me what the hoping against hope means it's this deeper grounding. It's a hoping against even, even the things that seem impossible. We're going to wrap up this section with, uh, with some recommendations as was how we like to sort of end all of our episodes with one of us given uh, some recommendations of something that you can kind of take uh, from here and, and, and uh, maybe add into your life. And it's my, it's my turn this week to give our recommendation. And I am actually going to recommend a, a favorite book of mine, uh, which is uh, Jurgen Moltmann's book, the theology of hope. Now it is a rather dense book, but it is a uh, it is a very good one dealing with hope, uh, particularly from a theological perspective, uh, and gives a very not your sort of standard take on on how hope functions. Uh, it's one of it's it's an excellent book, and even if you sort of pick it up and read it a few pages at a time, it is a it is a worthwhile uh, it is a worthwhile read, uh, and. Uh, I'm, and I'm a big fan of Jürgen Moltmann in general. He's got a lot of quite good books. And have you read Theology of Hope Lane? It has been a long time. I
1: read it when I was in seminary.
0: It's a good one. It really is. Yeah. And there's a couple, I think there's a couple editions of it, but uh, any of them are going to be are gonna be quite good. So, But his, um, his writing is something you need to take a cup
1: of coffee <laughs> and go out on the deck when you're alone. And read about two pages and try and soak it all in. And then think for an hour. And then think for an hour. It is not reading like a novel.
0: No, it is not (laughs) novel reading. And so uh, if you come to regret me giving you this... (laughs) recommendation, then feel free to let us know. Um, And so thanks for joining in. Uh, We want you to be part of the conversation if you have tuned in to listen to us uh, so that we're not just talking into the air out into the internet waves, uh, but knowing that uh, you are there also listening uh, and being part of the conversation. So wherever you're listening to this, feel free to give us um, a comment on that. We'll be uh, unveiling some hopefully some new ways for you to engage with us uh, coming up soon. Uh, but yeah, so give us a like, like I said, give us a review, even if you hated it, we'd still want to hear from you. <laughs> and we hope that uh, this, this, this uh, podcast can be a way for you to realize that you are not alone navigating this complex world together. Uh, but that we are, um, we are talking about, uh, you know, want to talk about ideas that, that, and, and, and things that show that we're in this together. So grace and peace, grace and peace, everybody.